I think we're also in a generation where we see kids that grow up in a Christian home, and then when they are old enough, they step away from the faith. So, and a lot of times, um, fatherlessness plays a part in that. So, um, what kept you from being part of that statistic? Again, the grace of God. Yeah. I I cannot I cannot pin that on anything other than mm-hmm. just the kindness of the Lord, the mm-hmm. grace, the grace of God over my life. Like I said, it was it was like a blanket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I I would be naive to say that it was easy or that I was never tempted to go my own way but but at the end of the day it was always I knew that whatever God's plan for my life was always going to be better than anything that I could have done on my own or any any other way that I might have gone and so it just became almost easy in a sense to to trust God because he he had got me far enough and so I for me, it was just, I knew that he was going to take care of me. And so I cannot attest to anything other than the faithfulness of the Lord. I love that. And moms, he will be faithful to you and to your daughters, to your toddlers as well. I really, really believe that. God is a father to the fatherless. 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 Welcome to the Help I'm Raising Fatherless Kids podcast. I'm your host, Lori Apon, and I am super excited today that I have my daughter Amy back on the podcast again. She's becoming a familiar voice because she's been on here already two other times sharing different aspects of her story of growing up without a dad. So welcome, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We are here today because a mom asked the question about what's it like to raise a fatherless toddler girl And so even though Amy has been on the podcast, she fits that description. She was two and a half when her daddy died, and now she's a beautiful adult woman and has lived her whole life fatherless. And so I felt like we just gained some insights from her story, and hopefully we can help you moms out there who have toddler daughters, but I feel this podcast will also be helpful for any mom who is raising a toddler. And right at the beginning, I want to give a little disclaimer. I'm just coming to you mom to mom. I just wanted to feel like we are sitting in my living room, having a cup of coffee, just sharing what I've observed, what I've experienced in raising children without a dad. And I had four daughters and four sons. And so I'm sure there's experts in this field and that that is not where I am coming from. I love the Lord. I love children. I loved raising children. And so I just want to be able to offer some insights from that perspective. Amy, you may not remember this. It'll be interesting to get your perspective and your insight, Amy, because you were a 
little girl, I remember you were not even in the room when I told your siblings that your daddy had died. And so I remember walking in to your bedroom the next morning. You shared a room with your baby brother. He was in the crib. You're in a toddler bed. And I briefly told you, I don't even remember exactly what I told you, but probably similar to what I told your siblings that your daddy had died. And your response uh, was surprising to me over the early days and weeks of the process. You just, you were spunky. You were adorable. And I can picture this full of life little girl that you would just kind of walk around repeating, daddy died and he's in heaven. Daddy died and he's in heaven. And I guess that was your takeaway from what had been told to you and then what you were experiencing and how you were processing the chaos of of our new journey and the life we were in. Do you remember much about that moment at two honest, and a half? <laughs> to be honest, I don't. I think growing up, I I had told myself I remembered it because it was kind of a a line that we would We'd say, Amy always said, daddy died, he's in heaven. So I think growing up, I told myself, or I almost forced myself to believe that I remember the moment, but I don't because now (laughs) I'm an adult and I've been told that I was sleeping at the time when my older siblings learned the news. And in my head, I remember sitting on the steps, mom coming down, telling me, which is just not true. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, but either way, I don't have a negative memory from that, which I'm thankful for. Yes. And that's one of the things moms. So we're talking about toddlers here, children who are two, three, four years of age. And Amy had this quick conclusion to really a life-changing moment in her life. And in many ways, her response was a relief to me. I had older children who were not responding in that way. And, and I knew that it would take her years to digest what had happened. Her box of grief would eventually open. Um, and the emotions of this loss would seep into her soul. And I I know she'll share about that. And she has shared about it actually on some earlier episodes. But in the moment, grief was too heavy for a toddler child, for Amy, for your toddler to carry. And so, mom, you will have to carry that grief for your children. But just know that God is going to be carrying you. The beautiful thing about toddlers and little ones is they package grief in a way that we all want to really quickly. A toddler's ability to understand loss will increase as they grow. But in the beginning, their inability to grieve might actually increase your own sorrow because you may be afraid that they're never going to know their dad. And that may be what happens. But You're going to have all this perspective that they can't possibly have. And so that will add sorrow, especially when you knew they had a wonderful dad and you wish they knew the man that you loved. And so you're going to grieve that loss 
for them and maybe eventually with them. But in a lot of ways, toddler grief is a gift to you, mom, because it allows you to focus on your own grief and just know that toddlers will grieve, but they don't grieve in the same way that older children and that adults grieve. So Amy, you didn't remember it. I think probably everybody listening would agree they can't remember much about their two-year-old days of life. I know I can pull up maybe one memory of when I was two, but what is the earliest recollection you have of your daddy? Now, again, you're two, so you don't have a real treasure box of memories. Right. And so do you have any of your own or are they all borrowed memories from your siblings or from home videos or pictures And that's okay if you don't. Are there any? Because this is what's helpful to these moms who have these toddlers. What do you remember? Yeah, a little. So I I think maybe that can be an encouraging piece because like you said, mom, it it can be easy for the parent to feel sorrowful for their child because they don't feel like they're grieving as much when the the reality of it is probably that they're not remembering a lot of it. And I can say I'm 26. It's been almost 24 years since my dad passed. And since I was so young, when, when he died, my memory box is pretty small. I do remember, or I think I remember he would throw us up really high in the air and I feel like I can remember having done that a couple of times, but I I don't really feel sad that I don't remember because I was so young. It was, you know, you look at any two-year-old and there's there's not a whole lot going on anyways. It's just mm-hmm. a, that's practically a baby. Um, and so the memories have... I, I don't know if I would say if they faded or if they just weren't ever really concrete in the first place. Yeah, you and didn't I don't have think that's much. About there wasn't much right there. So did you grieve? I've heard you say before that you didn't grieve your your dad. You grieved a dad. So that's what you feel like happens for a lot of young children? I think so. I... I think my my brother would say my younger brother Micah would probably say the same thing is you grieve the you you lose getting the opportunity to grow up with a dad rather than losing a parent losing your like my older siblings who lost their dad they that's their daddy they lost somebody they knew I lost the opportunity to get to know him Okay, so all you knew was growing up in a single parent home. And was yes. that a negative for you or how did you how did you deal with it then and how do you deal with it now as you look back with an adult perspective and you can see what your life was like that you really were missing an important piece. Again, to be honest, I think I think my life has been covered in grace and it's been covered in the kindness of God because 
I look back on my childhood with only really only happy memories, happy. I had a good, a good life. I, I really can't complain. I, um, I grew up in a loving family. You, you mom did a great job of playing both roles you had to. And there was never, I never felt like you weren't doing enough or you weren't doing both roles good enough or like I I didn't feel like I was missing anything and sure there was the idea that I didn't have something my friends had but I don't remember ever feeling jealous or or anything and I think that's because I had a really really present and there for me mom who did I mean you had to do both and I think that forced you in a way to almost overachieve as a parent which a lot of kids you know you have two a mom and a dad who are just barely scraping by you had to do that for both both roles and I think you did it really well thank you well moms you will have conversations with your toddler who will grow into a child who will grow into a teenager who will become an adult So you will have important conversations over the course of their life. And I was just thinking about some of those conversations that you might want to consider and that you will have. And the first conversation is to tell your child what happened. And I would encourage you, most of you listening have already been through that first conversation, but get help if you need to. You may need to have a pastor or someone who has professional skill in telling your child news, but it's important that it's age appropriate. I always say you put into the suitcase of their heart what they are able to carry. You're going to give your toddler baby food and baby bites for their story. And I also want to encourage you to be aware of processing your grief with them. So we had a large family, but I know some of you may only have your one toddler child, or you have a small family, which I feel like could be more conducive to it's just one-on-one. So there could be the temptation to, as they grow, that you're processing more your grief and bringing them in with you into the process. And I think we have to be careful with that. Another question that you're going to want to deal with and your child will ask, maybe Part of the first conversation is, where is daddy? You know, they're going to want to know. And if if your husband and their dad was a believer, then you get to talk about heaven, which is a wonderful thing. If you don't know where they're spending eternity, that's something that only God really knows what happened in those last minutes and the last hours of someone's life. But That's a question that your child may ask, and they may ask often as a toddler, when's daddy coming home? Where is daddy? Why isn't he here? And so you may get tired of answering that question because it's a grading on your own emotions because you know he's not coming home, but they aren't able to comprehend death in the way that you can. So it's going to be a journey of answering that same question. 
some other questions that toddlers and children will ask. Can I go see daddy in heaven? Because we talk about heaven being a wonderful place. So can I go see daddy? And so it gives you another opportunity to talk about heaven. And then there's some fears that will start to to come in at times, maybe not in the toddler years, but they could start to come in in those years where there's that fear. Well, if daddy died, am I going to die? Or is my mommy going to die too? And I know that was something that some of my older children didn't really ask or share out loud, but there was a lot of creative writing about orphans and just, it was almost like this greater interest in orphans. And it never really connected in the early days with me that they had this fear that they were going to be an orphan. And so just address those fears again. Only God knows the days of our lives. He wrote them in a book before time began. I say that almost every podcast, but that's that's encouraging. You know, you can't promise your child that you're not going to die but it gives you a chance to talk in simple childlike terms about life and death and heaven and and God. As your toddler is involved maybe in a Sunday school or childcare or whatever, you're going to want to talk to those teachers and have conversations with the teachers that their daddy died. And as they grow older, I was always making sure the teacher knew that my children didn't have a father, not for sympathy or to treat them differently, but sometimes it, just an awareness of that is helpful for the teachers, friends, and family. But you definitely don't want to make that the identity for your family and for your child. Another conversation that I've talked about when I had Micah on the podcast, my youngest son was when he turned two years old, he asked the question, what is a daddy? He didn't even know what a daddy was. And so that seems crazy. And that may really feel sad to you that my child, my toddler may not even know what a daddy is. But again, as Amy's saying, they're so young. So some point, and some of this is just your daily conversations where you'll just talk about daddies and daddies are wonderful and your daddy was wonderful and God is now your heavenly daddy. He's your father. He promises to be a father to the fatherless. And that's the theme of this whole podcast. All the episodes is just encouraging your fatherless children to look to God as father when they do not have an earthly dad. Another conversation you'll have is, who is your daddy? The story of dad. And so over time, you're going to want to tell them the wonderful story of their dad. And if there's hard parts to that story, there were in our situation. I saved a lot of those hard parts until they were actually heading off to college. And then there's milestone conversations you know, they're graduating eighth grade or even earlier, dads and donuts. And Amy's talked about that, I think, on another podcast. Graduation, big milestones where that's when sometimes it's huge that daddy's not there. And so you want to head those off at the pass where you want to 
anticipate some of those difficult milestones and then have the courage to talk with your child about them. Amy, let's get back to asking you some questions because you are the one that lived it. Do you remember when you started to realize that you did not have a dad and that was a very important person in your life? And when you realized that, what helped you the most when you knew your life was different than a lot of your friends? For me, it, I think it really started when I was in first and second grade. So probably around six to seven. Mm -hmm. Primarily when I started going to school and going to classes where he would miss a meet and greet or the first day of school events like the Thanksgiving feast, the spelling bee, the dads and donuts, those type Mm -hmm. of things where Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need that until, until I was put into an environment like school where I was becoming involved and where it would have been two parents showing up and I only had one. I think that's when I, I realized that having a dad was a significant, should have been a significant part of my life. But from the start, you made it clear that God was father. So I, I don't know if I knew exactly how to grasp that. At a young age, I didn't necessarily know what it meant, but it was still something encouraging that I could hold on to. It felt like it gave me hope because it wasn't just, you don't have a dad, end of story. It's, you don't have a dad here on earth, but you have a heavenly father who is caring for you and watching out for you and loves you more than an earthly dad would be able to. And so that was really encouraging and I think helped me understand that God was my protector from a really young age. That's good. Was it important for you to know who your dad was and the story of your dad? Definitely. It was it was important to acknowledge that somebody was missing because it helped validate that something didn't feel normal and it helped me understand that it's not okay but that God was still going to take care of me despite that. Mm -hmm. Looking back do you think it would have been helpful for you to have some kind of therapy or counseling when you were a small child when you were a toddler? How is counseling played a part in your life or has it? Just based off of my memories of being a toddler alone, I can't say, I'm not confident that it would have made a difference to have been in counseling as a toddler. And I think now maybe I would, I would consider it now more than, more than as a toddler because I'm older and I can process more, but as it is, toddlers, they put their feelings in a box or maybe they don't even know what their feelings are. And so I feel like maybe a counselor situation might just confuse them and make them, I don't know, make make it more serious than it than it needs to be for, like you said, for the suitcase of a toddler's heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm not 
I'm definitely not against counseling, but it's it's not something that I have felt real I really needed. And I think that's because number one, I was so young. And number two, I grew up with a really great single parent and I didn't feel like I needed to to rehash my fatherlessness, if that makes sense. At a young age, you're saying at a young age, yes. Yes. And again, moms, we are not experts. And some of you may have a different experience and you have found counseling and therapy for your small children to be something you would advocate for many. And so that's awesome. I will say you would want to go back and listen to our episode that's called How to Show Empathy to Hurting Children. I think that's episode actually... I'll put it in the show notes, but Lisa Peck did a phenomenal job of talking to moms about how to show empathy to your grieving child and just in a way that I think would be helpful for you, where where you would be able to walk your child through the hurt and through the grief and through the pain in those toddler years. Amy, some of our listeners are raising girls without a dad and their toddlers that's who you are that's what your story is you have grown into adulthood you've not ever had an earthly dad what are some things that these moms should anticipate maybe some things that you encountered as a girl without a dad over the years anything that you can give them a heads up I, this is a tricky question because I think whatever, well, let me just say, I think as a girl, losing a dad is the, the way that it differs between girls and boys is when a, when a young man, when a boy loses his dad, he loses a role model. He loses uh somebody to really look up to and aspire to be like whereas i lost my dad i lost the chance to have a relationship with my dad but i think it's different cuz my mom is my role model she always has been and so that's different for that but as far as things to expect or to look forward to I think we touched on this on the episode talking about male role models, but something you can probably expect as a mom of a daughter is I I felt like I lacked a form of protection that a dad offers when it came to um, an eighth grade dance or being asked to prom by uh, a fellow student at at school and whoever he was it was having that aspect of protection when it came to prom or homecoming and there was nobody to ask but me for for permission to take me to the dance and so that's something that I well, they certainly had to ask your mom, don't worry, but, <laughs> but I can see where a girl really wants that father 
to be the one that the guy has to interact with. Yes. But, you know, and I'm sure there's, there's little moments in between, but as far as, you know, missing out on that, that was pretty significant in my teenage, early teenage years. Okay. So you make it sound easy, Amy. And, you know, this is kind of the same thing that happened when I was talking with Micah. And again, this is one family. So these are children with the same family environment that I'm hearing the same thing. They both are saying, you know, they never knew their dad. This is all they knew. Um, They testify that looking back, they had a happy childhood and happy life. But I understand everybody's situation and circumstances are different. But the whole purpose of this podcast is to give hope that you may wonder, will my daughter be okay? Is my little one going to be able to have a a happy life without an earthly dad. And I've said this all along. I really do believe your children will be okay. There's some things I'd just like to, as we're closing, encourage you, mom, of how to care for your grieving toddler. Again, they really don't grieve like you're going to grieve, but they will in time. And so the first thing is, mom, you do set the tone. You will and you should grieve openly, but carefully with your children. You will carry the grief of your child, and the child should never carry the grief of the mom. And that's something that you're going to want to be careful with. Now, I would, at the close of every day, encourage my children to share if they were happy or sad. I would model that by saying, what made me happy or sad that day, but I didn't break down. They saw me cry, but they didn't see me have that that ugly cry that you hear about. That would have been scary for my child. And so I think you have to, to make sure you have your own circle of safe people that can listen to you and can help you process your grief. But the third thing, sad is not bad, and it's okay to cry. And children are going to be sad, but your expectation of what sad looks like for a toddler needs to be realistic because they're limited in their understanding and their maturity. So they may want to play. They may want to just have happy days and happy weeks and happy months, even in the early days. And that could be really concerning to you because you're thinking that they're not grieving. So how are you going to pull that out? But they're just not capable of that. They're going to know daddy's not coming home. They're going to ask where he is. And you may say he's in heaven and that may satisfy their curiosity and satisfy this loss in the beginning. I say this often. The fourth is routine gives security in the chaos and it really is necessary i really believe it's necessary for everyone and if you're in the early months you may think that's impossible i am not in control of my life people are dropping in they're 
swarming my house. They're helping. They're, that glitter band-aid has rushed in with the body of Christ. There's no order to my day. So how I want to have a routine. How do I do that? Well, mom, that's where you will need to uh, lead the way in having some type of basic schedule if you can. For these toddlers, they need to know what's coming because something has really entered into their life that's turned your whole world upside down and they need the security of knowing, okay, every day, this is when I'm going to take a nap. This is when I'm going to, whatever it is, a playtime or This is when I'm going to go to bed. And mom, you need that as much as your toddler does. You need rest. Grief is exhausting. And so you're going to need to establish some kind of a routine. And you can even get your support team to help you with that. And and I would really encourage you, mom, to be the one to tuck your child in bed. It will be easy because you're going to have a lot of people trying to fill all the roles and to help you out. But I was adamant that I was going to be the one that tucked my children in bed at night. I wanted to be there when they woke up in the morning um, because they've already lost their dad. They certainly don't need to lose their mom. The fifth is to keep life as normal as possible when things are transitioning to a new normal. You are moving to a new normal life as you knew it with a mom and a dad is over for right now for this season oh you may remarry and then you'll have another new normal to adjust to but right now if it's important for the toddler that you keep life as normal as possible and number six give hope and assurance that everything is going to be okay god is going to use this for good in their lives and even if there's horrible trauma associated with the death Perhaps it is a suicide death or some circumstances that are really, really difficult. I would still encourage you to give hope because God does see you and he will take what was meant for evil and he will use it for good. And your child needs to have hope. There's a song by Stephen Curtis Chapman. I'll try to link that in the show notes. It was called With Hope, and we would listen to that song every single night. We would have a devotion time. I would tuck my children in bed, and we would listen to that song because it was just soothing, and it was really encouraging for all of us. Number seven, remember Daddy and talk about Daddy. This is really healthy. Did you feel it was healthy, Amy, even though you didn't know him? Did you find it healthy that it was a safe place to talk about your dad. It was okay. It was encouraged to talk about your dad. We we didn't make him an idol. But how do you feel about that one? I I definitely think it's a healthy thing to talk about your dad to remind the kids that that he was a part of their life at one at one point. It's sad that he's not there anymore, but I think the worst thing you can do is is act like he wasn't ever there in the first place. And so definitely talk about him. And some of my favorite stories growing up were ones about my dad, because I felt like I got to know him better through talking about him. That's good. Mom, you're going to need to set up a support system. You will need help. 
and I am an independent personality. And it was very hard to receive help, but there was no way I could do it without help. Even if you have one child in the early days, grief is exhausting. You're going to go into a fog and you're going to need someone and a team to help. You're going to need practical help if someone wants to come in and help you with laundry or clean your house. I would encourage that practical help to be mostly centered on things like that. Here and there, you'll need help with your children, but as much as possible, as I've already said, you need to be the mom. You're going to need emotional support. You need emotional support. And then I want to encourage you to be that emotional support for your child. And then you'll need spiritual support. You're going to need people who are praying for you and who are encouraging you and your child to put their trust in God. I do believe you can do that even at the age of a toddler. Daddy's not coming home. Daddy is in heaven. We all live forever. We all have an eternal existence. And God is there. God loves you. And he has a really good plan for your life. And that's what I would encourage you to tell your child. And I've said it again, but mom... They need you now more than ever. And I know you think, I don't have it in me. And you want to run and hide. You want to be the one that was taken out of this life. And yet, I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad God is bringing you to this place of just recognizing that he's entrusted you with a big responsibility. We don't understand a lot of the mysteries of God, but your child needs you more than ever before. So stay in the saddle, mom. Your child also needs a parent. Your child's going to need discipline. Even in their grief, they may test those boundaries. Oh yeah, they're going to test the boundaries. And they need to know that you are there with the guardrails, parenting them in the way they should go. Your time of being their friend will come at the end of your parenting days. So, Amy, as we close, what impacted you the most, I guess, when we think of being fatherless, as you grew into womanhood, and even today, is you still don't have an earthly father. So, what, what has impacted you, I guess, positively or negatively, so we can help these moms? Growing up in a Christian home was extremely impactful because that gave me the foundation that I needed to to make my own faith uh, from the time that I left home when I was 18. And so that was a really big impact. And having father figures throughout my life, whether it be an uncle or a friend's dad or just I, I had a, a handful of men who walked alongside me and and gave me somebody to look up to as as a father figure that that made a really big impact on my childhood and my growth and and in my grieving. And lastly, I think and most importantly, my relationship with the Lord. It has been a firm foundation for my life 
and for for my whole my whole life I've looked to God as father and so that has been a comfort blanket for me that's created from a Christian home and I think good role models well that's that's good Amy I think we're also in a generation where we see kids that grow up in a Christian home and then when they are old enough they step away from the faith so and a lot of times um, fatherlessness plays a part in that so um, what kept you from being part of that statistic again the grace of God I I cannot I cannot pin that on anything other than Mm -hmm. just the kindness of the Lord the Mm -hmm. grace the grace of God over my life. Like I said, it was, it was like a blanket and mm-hmm. I, I would be naive to say that it was easy or that I was never tempted to go my own way. But, but at the end of the day, it was always, I knew that whatever God's plan for my life was always going to be better than anything that I could have done on my own or any any other way that I might have gone and so it just became almost easy in a sense to to trust God because he he had gotten me far enough and so I for me it was just I knew that he was going to take care of me and so I cannot attest to anything other than the faithfulness of the Lord I love that and moms he will be faithful to you and to your daughters, to your toddlers as well. I really, really believe that. Amy, would you be willing to pray for these moms as we close and for any fatherless girl that might be listening? Yeah, of course. Okay. Father, I pray for these families right now. I pray for the moms who are taking care of their daughters and sons who have have lost an earthly father. I pray that you would make it clear to the moms that you are faithful. You always have been. You always will be. And so I pray that that would be a banner over the lives of these families. I pray for these little girls that they would be able to look to you as their heavenly father god i pray that they would be encouraged in that that they are not alone i pray that they would be able to feel you holding their hand and walking alongside them in their life that was really encouraging to me growing up was i would pray that i would feel you hold my hand and many times i felt that and so i pray that that would be something For these children growing up, I pray that they would look to you when they're tempted, and I pray that they would look to you when they feel lonely or lost, and when they feel happy and they're having a great day, I pray that they would always look to you, and I pray that you would comfort them and take care of them as you always do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Thank you for coming on, Amy. And moms, thank you for listening today. I am sorry for the loss that you are walking through, but I am thankful that you're here and thankful that you are seeking to learn and to know how to walk this journey and walk this road. Please give us a rating and we would love your feedback in a review. It really does encourage us and encourages other moms to listen. Share this episode with other moms who have toddlers or who have fatherless daughters. And you will definitely want to go back and listen to those episodes that I talked about. There's a couple of other resources in the show notes. I hope you'll come back next week. I'm super excited. Rob Kenny, the YouTube dad, he became an overnight popular success during the pandemic when he was putting out simple videos, how to tie a tie or how to change the oil and millions of people follow him now to the point where he has a book, he has a TV show, and I think you will definitely find his story one that you won't want to miss. And until then, just press in to the Lord and trust him. He will be faithful to you.